awake now, aren't you? Okay, I'm just going to say it's the most awake the 11 o'clock service I've seen. That's a compliment. Pat yourselves on the back. Yeah. Guys, man. Well, happy Thanksgiving. We are so glad you're here for this really special service today. As we just take some time to focus our heart and mind on who God is, what he's done, and how thankful we are for all that he's done and all he continues to do in our lives. So we're so glad you're here. My name is Cynthia. I'm joined by the Millers as husband and wife right here. And our wonderful worship community. Would y'all give them a hand this morning? We're always looking for other people that want to join us. Please make me have to go buy another riser, okay? I want to, all right? Um, but we're just glad that you're here. If it's your first time with us, uh, we're just glad that you decided to begin your Thanksgiving week uh, with us. And when you came in, you received a worship guide. And on the bottom is a connection card. If you would just fill that out, just give us some basic info, especially name, email. Those are two important things. Um, you could take that right back to guest services today. And Chris McBride, our group's director, is back there. And uh, she would love to give you a free gift to say thank you so much for choosing to share that with us. You can also fill it out online if you would rather do that on your device. And uh, we just are so glad that you are here with us. If you didn't get coffee, we're going to give you a chance to do that. But also to turn around and say happy Thanksgiving to somebody this morning.
take some time as we just continue to focus our heart and mind on who he is, what he's done, to just read from scripture this morning some encouragements from Psalm. And as I read these aloud, just let these words permeate your heart and mind as the word of God is read this morning from Psalm 95. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your heart. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever in His faithfulness to all generations. God, I just pray this morning as we have read your word, and I pray as these words permeate our heart and mind and our spirit, we would find comfort in them, that we would find the strength that lies in your word, the power of the living word. And God, I just pray today that our hearts and minds would just be joined to this idea of how blessed we are as a people because of who you are, because of what you've done, but just because you created us in your image to worship you. Today, God, we come and make a joyful noise. We just lift our voices high to you. We lift our hearts to you. And we pray as we continue to sing and, and talk about how much we are thankful for your love, for your grace, that no matter where we go, that we can never stray from the depths of your love, from the depths of your power in our lives. No matter how broken we came in this room today, no matter how much we feel sometimes our lives may just be a mess, God, you love the mess, and I'm so thankful for that because it causes us to reach out with our hands towards you, Father, and that's what you desire of the people that you call your own is for us to reach for you. So I pray we do that today, wherever we are in this journey, that we reach for you. And if there's no one, there's someone here today that has not made that first step to just acknowledge, God, that you are God and that you sent your son Jesus as a sacrifice for all of us so that we could have a hope for heaven. I pray today, God, they make the decision to stop trying and start trusting in Jesus today to be their hope for heaven and their hope for life here. And I pray, God, that you would receive this time of worship and everything that is said in some bring honor and glory to that name. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Amen.
this morning. Thank you so much. You guys can be seated.
Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving to you. You guys crushed the 915 service on that. I just want you to know. It wasn't great, but you crushed them. I just want, I had them do it all over again. No, I'm just kidding. It was great. I hope, you, uh, hope you're uh, doing well today. Uh, I'm Todd. Uh, I'm the lead pastor. If I don't know you, I'm really I'm glad that all of you are here today. And of course, this is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And so uh, today as a church, we're going to be focused on Thanksgiving and the songs, as we've already sung many of them, uh, and the stories of Thanksgiving. And next week, we kick off a, an Advent series and uh, where we will be celebrating Christmas and the Advent. And I want to encourage you to be here next week as we kick that off as a church. I'm very excited uh, about that. Uh, but today, we're focused on Thanksgiving and the songs and the stories of Thanksgiving. And last week, my good friend uh, Jerry McCarran was here. And Jerry, I just am so thankful. I'm not sure if he's here or not, but I want to thank him for standing in for me and uh, uh, bringing a message about the many reasons why we have to give thanks to God because he has done so much for us, hasn't he? And so we have so many reasons to give thanks. But if I'm really honest with you, if I'm really truthful with you, um, there are some days that I don't wake up and I'm just naturally uh, in a place where I'm very thankful. And, and depending on how early I have to wake up, um, sometimes determines how thankful I am or late. And uh, sometimes gratitude is not the first thing on my mind. Anyone else there with me, you wake up and you're just like, you know, yeah, okay, thank you for being honest, especially in church. So, you know, sometimes uh, we, we just have situations and we have things in our life that don't add up to the point where we really have kind of a mindset of, of gratitude. Sometimes it's, it's very understandable. Life has kind of taken us down a, a path or things have happened in such a way that uh, there's not much if we really stop and think. If we're really honest, there are a lot of reasons for us to not have gratitude and to not be thankful versus the reasons that we should be thankful. And, and so in life, we, we sometimes go through periods of time when it's just that way. It's just that's the way that life has taken us. And so today, I want you to hear some of the stories, and you've already sung some of the songs, and we'll sing more uh, of Thanksgiving. And I want to encourage you, and I want to encourage us as a church to do everything that we can this year, this Thanksgiving, to actually focus on all that God has done, all that God has done. Sometimes our, our level of gratitude is just not there. It's just not there. Uh, this week, I was driving in the car with my 10-year-old son, Sean, who's in fifth grade, and uh, my uh, daughter, Sydney, who is uh, 13 and in eighth grade. And uh, Sydney and I were in the front seat, and Sean was going over his root word for the week, and his root word was grad, G-R-A-D. And I said, uh, so like graduate or graduation, and um, he said yes. And I said also like gratitude. And um, Sydney and I looked at each other and went, yeah, I like gratitude. And Sean goes, no, gratitude has a T. <laughs> I've got a few degrees myself, and I realized the fifth grader's right. Gratitude has a T. I didn't have a lot of gratitude in that moment, gratitude in that moment. Uh, <laughs> and so we can sometimes have something happen in our lives where Man, we just really are struggling to kind of make up happiness or make up thanksgiving or make up gratitude. And I think given to ourselves, left to ourselves, we're going to have a very difficult time doing 
just that. Unless we put our heart's attention, our mind's attention, and our heart's affection on who God is and truly what God has done. You know, we live here in the United States of America where the, the beginning of Thanksgiving, it was, it was really kind of started in what we know it today. But, but if you really study the first Americans, the first people who came to this country and, and the Thanksgiving feasts that they had, it was, it was quite different than ours. I mean, we focus on the feast and the football and the nap at some point in time during the day and the family that's in town. They were truly focused on what Thanksgiving is all about. In fact, most of uh, some of those Puritans and pilgrims that came over to this new world, they had been practicing the idea of thanksgiving in, in, their, in their lives even before they came here. So when they came here and they, they had a season where, where they had crops and things were good and God had given them plenty, they gave thanks. But you know what's interesting about those same people? Is they also gave thanks when they had want. They gave thanks when they had plenty. They also gave thanks when they had want. Most of the Thanksgiving traditions in early America included a period of time of fasting before Thanksgiving, before the feast. We sometimes do it afterwards, right? They did it beforehand. And part of the reason that they fasted and part of the reason they had a feast was to align themselves with who God is and what he had done. So this year, I want to challenge you to do three things I just want to talk about for a few moments, and I want you to hear about. One is, is I want to encourage you to find a way to serve, because there's no better thing to get us into the place where we're thankful and we have gratitude than serving other people in our lives. And a lot of you have family coming in town, and maybe those family members that are coming in town are people that you're going to be serving. Perhaps there's a few of them you don't want to serve. And I would encourage you to do what you can to find ways to serve, just like my friends Bob and Karen. Uh, last week, we started something called The Other Six Days, and we want to encourage you as part of Hilton Head Island Community Church to um, tell us uh, your story and uh, uh, tell us what's going on the other six days of the week. And I, I want you to hear part of Bob and Karen Kresch's story because I think it really demonstrates what it means to be for Hilton Head Island and to, to really, truly serve our community in a way um, that's just very organic and very um, selfless. Um, Bob uh, wrote, Bob and Karen both uh, put this together, and they wrote us this week to tell us a, a little bit about what they were doing the other six days. Bob's story begins, begins like this. He says, Jesus said, help the poor. It's true. Since we moved to Hilton Head last year, we found many opportunities to do just that in very direct ways. And he talks about how he began to, to help out at Second Helpings uh, last March. It's an organization that sends trucks around the area to different grocery stores, and they collect two to 3,000 pounds of food left over at these grocery stores to be able to take those to, to different places to distribute to people who are in need in our community. And so Bob began serving one day a week and on a, on a typical run, uh, they'll spend about three to four hours doing that. He says, I'm so thankful to have the opportunity to help out in this small way, kind of being a little cog in the very effective redistribution of food system. Second helping is always looking for people to ride or drive the trucks, help unload and load. So as you work in two, teams of two or three, you get to meet a lot of nice people, uh, but you could do more by really subbing and, and uh, being there on a frequent basis. And so Bob serves... And it is for HHI, for Hilton Head Island, 
That's what he does during his other six days. Karen's story, Karen wrote this. She said, when my husband Bob and I moved to Hilton Head in September of 2006, I knew I wanted to volunteer in many ways. They were unpacking. Um, if you know September of 2006, that was about a month before Hurricane Matthew hit. And she talks about how uh, she served by helping with Hurricane Matthew cleanup and uh, unpacking their house. But then she read about something uh, called the Literacy Center. And she had the opportunity to teach English at the Literacy Center. And she went over and she was greeted very, very warmly and, and uh, got involved in serving. She said, I just loved everything about it. She said, I began teaching a, a class, uh, a beginner class of six students in January. She says this, I love this. She said, they were nervous, friendly and helpful and limited in their knowledge of English, English. And I was nervous as well. I kept things simple, friendly, and encouraging. It was fun. They were appreciative. I drove home that night elated. I love this part. Replaying in my head all the things that had happened, even missing a few stop signs on the way in my neighborhood. I love that, Karen. That's great. And I'm back again this year still loving it because I'm helping the wonderful, hardworking local people of our island. And Bob and Karen go on to describe how they have service projects that they do individually, but together they join together and they help out together as a couple at Deepwell. Deepwell is one of the great organizations on our island that helps people in need. Now, Bob and Karen, you're here today, and I'm so thankful for what you are doing in our community, representing Jesus, representing our church. But I promise you, in their household, they have an understanding of what gratitude and thankfulness is really about because they're spending their time serving others. We got another email this week from uh, Kim and Paul Furr, uh, some friends of ours that moved here uh, about the same time we did, about 10 years ago. And Paul talks about how one day his wife, uh, Kim, came to him and said, hey, there's a lady that I work with, and her son is over in Iraq, and he's, he's with a, a medical unit, and um, it sure would be nice to help them with having some, some things that just really su support the guys. And so they, they put together a box of just uh, little goodies that the guys that uh, – that they would be allowed to have over there in Iraq and in, in the army. And so uh, they sent a box over, and Paul said, for me, it was so incredibly enriching. He said it was like, more like Christmas for me than maybe even for them. And so they began to send a box, and Paul attends our uh, Wednesday morning prayer breakfast, and he got our guys uh, signed up to help out and help contribute things. And then another box went over, and uh, over time, uh, he and Kim have sent several different boxes over to these men. And, and the, the lady who had the son over there reported back, it is just like Christmas for those guys when they open it up. And there's all kind of things um, that support them and help them. Paul and Kim are going to really understand what Thanksgiving is about because they're serving. I tell you, when I get to the place in my life where I'm really thinking about me and, and what's gone wrong in my life, and I kind of get down and down on myself and down on others and don't feel like my needs have, have, have been met, the first thing that I try to do is look outside and find ways to serve because that will change your perspective very quickly, Marks. So this Thanksgiving, find a way to serve. Find a way to serve. Secondly, I want to encourage you to find a way to share. I, you know, one of the things that, that I think that we miss as, as Christians uh, sometimes is sharing our stories and sharing what God has done. And the Apostle Paul writes this in Colossians 3, 15 through 17. He says this, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And he says, And be thankful. And then he says, Let the word of Christ dwell, dwell in you richly, 
teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And I can't help but think that in one way, admonishing each other, helping encourage each other is to share our stories of, of how we're thankful in the plenty and in the loss. And so today, um, we've asked uh, Scott and Jill Mackay, I'm going to have you guys come on up here, and then in a few minutes, I'm going to uh, have you hear from someone else in our, in our church, and I've asked them to share a little bit of their story of, of why they're thankful, and, and a little bit of their story. Now, Scott um, is on our staff. He just joined our staff about uh, man, two months ago, two, almost going on three months ago. Um, so he's had a full three months in, in church ministry, which is just extensive. So anyway, I'm just kidding. It's not. But um, this is a guy that God laid on my heart to uh, pursue to be our adult and community pastor, and he's doing an amazing job. He's got such a humble heart, and I think you'll hear why here in a few moments. So why don't you give it up for Scott and Jill Mackay. Why don't you guys share your stories? Thank you, Todd. Yeah, my name is Scott Mackay. It's my beautiful wife, Jill. And uh, as he said, I'm the adult and community pastor. And for those of you that I haven't met, I'm, uh, look forward to meeting you. Um, I'm going to speak first because uh, my wife is the one that's strong with words, and <laughs> I'm not. And I kind of like to fumble my words a little bit more. So uh, we'll finish strong here today, okay? <laughs> nice. Um, anyway, um, I love the words to the last song that we sang. It uh, says, take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And those really speak to me because my feet would never wander up here on their own. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have, I'm not a public speaker. I've always had kind of a fear of, of getting up in front of people. So um, anyway, but the Lord said, I wanted you to do this. And when he, I've, I've said no enough to him over the years that, uh, I'm now learning to say yes a lot more often. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, I, um, I, there were six things as I was preparing this and thinking about uh, what I'm thankful for. Six blessings. There are many, many more, but six that just really stand out and come to my mind. And uh, I'd like to share those with you of what I'm thankful for. The first one is being called uh, to, by God to come back to him. Uh, through my through my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Second is my beautiful wife. Third are my beautiful kids. Fourth is the call to a sports ministry that I had the privilege of being a part of for seven years. And last is the ministry now that God has called me to. Thank you very much. <laughs> I can't leave it there. God says no. I, as much as I want to be able to say, okay, I'm done, <laughs> okay, um, he, he impressed upon my heart uh, as I was preparing this to, uh, to go a little deeper into, into why I'm so thankful and, and what he's re just revealed to me really just recently as I was preparing this, and, uh, and I want to say this too, he, he wanted me to, to speak to you guys, I feel like, because I know there's some of you out there today that are probably going through some struggles, going through that, like Todd talked about, maybe you didn't wake up very grateful this morning. And I've been there plenty of times. And um, anyway, I, I hope to share some things with you that uh, are encouraging to me, and I hope they'll be encouraging to you as I elaborate on why I'm, uh, I'm thankful. 
but throughout the common denominator through all those blessings was the fact that there was lots of heartache, pain, struggle, strife, trials that happened before those things became um, a blessing to me in my life. And uh, the first one with coming to know my uh, know God and, and receive the calling that he had on my life to, uh, to have a relationship with him, it, 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 the struggle and pain, I went through a, a divorce that was very, very painful. It was when I was not a believer, was not, did not have a relationship with the Lord. And, uh, but yet I believed that divorce was wrong. I believed that was not something that was going to ever happen to me. And it was very, very painful going through that, one of the most painful periods of my life. But through that, uh, part of my testimony is that uh, God, as I was continuing to seek what I, I felt like was a hole in my heart uh, when I went through that, and I thought it was just finding the right woman, God in his graciousness, he used my wife as I was seeking after the woman to find him. And through that, I also found this wonderful woman that uh, supports me today. It's the better, uh, better half of us. Um, the, obviously, with my kid, or not obviously, but with my kids, uh, we went through about 12 years, about 12, 13 years of uh, infertility issues and not being able to, 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 to get pregnant or have, we, we just, we suffered through in, uh, a lot of different miscarriages, uh, you know, you, that anticipation of something happening, you know, each month, and anyway, it was pretty, uh, pretty extensive, a lot of pain there, and, but from that, we have two wonderful kids, mm -hmm. we have my, my son, Cade, who's eight, and my, my daughter, Claire, who's four, we adopted my son at birth, and then God, in his graciousness and sense of humor, we had Claire, <laughs> uh, <laughs> on our own, so, uh, <laughs> And then uh, as far as the, the ministry that uh, I was fortunate to be a part of for seven years in San Antonio, the youth sports ministry, I had lost my job about five, mo five months prior to that ministry starting up. And uh, I was, it was because I was sharing Jesus with uh, the people that I was working with, my coworkers. And anyway, it was uh, very difficult. It was, the year was 2009, so worst time in our country besides the Great Depression. Anyway, it was uh, very, very trying on our family. We just had adopted Cade, and so, uh, but out of that was born this ministry that we had been waiting on five to six years to be able to start, and I had, it was a dream on our heart to, and I say our heart because the, the last part of this, to be able to come here and, and start this ministry up with, with the church, it, all that God had to use, had to break um, the ministry that I was a part of. And um, I, I don't know if I'm, it's probably not the right words, but anyway, God used suffering there. I, I, uh, the, I had a loss, loss of family. It was uh, not a, a death in the family, a physical death, but there was a, a, a relationship, a relational death between me and my brother, who we were the co-founders of this ministry. And uh, anyway, it's been very, very painful walking through that. And, but I'm so thankful that God has, there's been this common denominator looking back as I was preparing this to see the suffering that he has taken me through. And now, uh, I love the verse, 1 Thessalonians 5, 18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances 
for this is God's will in Christ Jesus. And I used to, I make it, I've always over the years made a priority, give God thanks Mm -hmm. in those circumstances, not necessarily for those circumstances. And now he's even given me more of a heart to give thanks for those circumstances because I see what beautiful things he's, he's made out of the ashes that, uh, that have come about. And I just hope that encourages you too and those of you especially that are going through uh, some periods of pain here right now. Scott mentioned that he doesn't really like public speaking, and I can say that I like it far less than he does. <laughs> so, um, so I've written everything down, so if you'll just bear with me. Um, a few weeks ago, I began asking the Lord what he had to say through me that I might share this morning. And almost immediately, he gave me two words, enduring and endurance. And then it was very quiet. And I sat with those words for a couple of weeks and continued to contemplate and ask what he might have me share and how it related to thankfulness and what he wants me to remember. And he said, first, endurance. This is about you, Jill. This life, and particularly the hard path, if that's the path we happen to be on, it requires endurance. Jesus says to me, stay with me, talk to me, pursue me, lean on me, trust me. Don't walk away, don't quit, don't give up. The first time I really experienced this was when we were starting a family, as Scott mentioned. I didn't expect that to be hard, but 13 years passed before the Lord blessed us with a child. And by the time we became parents, most of our friends' kids were driving. (laughs) It was a strange, uh, strange time. But 13 years of loss and delay and questions and wondering if the Lord would ever bless us with children. Those were difficult years. Almost as soon as I held my son for the first time, I could see that the roadblocks along the way were the very things that God used to get us in the right place at the right time for him, for our son. And I was thankful for them for the first time. For all those years, I could only see the underside of the tapestry. All the different colors of threads looked kind of messy on the backside. And sometimes I couldn't really see that anything was happening at all. But then I caught a glimpse of the work of, God, work of art that God was weaving on the front side of the tapestry. And I could see things coming together, not the way I expected necessarily, not easily, but thankfully very beautiful. And the point isn't that everything always works out like we hope. The point is that he's faithful to carry us through everything. He says, again, stay with me. Trust me in this. Endurance. And we've needed endurance on the road. Starting a family was hard. We've been married for 21 years, and there have been some hard seasons in our marriage. We've walked through brokenness in family relationships, as Scott mentioned. And on January 1st of this year, I lost my mom, one of my very best friends. And as others were making plans for the new year, I was trying to figure out how I was going to make it through the year without my mom, through the rest of my years without my mom. And again, he said, stay with me. Stay close to me. Trust me in this. Rest in me knowing that I'm working something out in you, in your circumstances, perhaps both. Even in the really hard things of life, he's present in them. He is walking with us, he's carrying us, and he's doing a good work. He has consistently shown me his goodness throughout everything we have walked through. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and I will help you. 
I will uphold you by my righteous right hand. The second word he gave me just a few weeks ago, enduring. And this one is about him. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 40, verse 28, The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. He is enduring. His trustworthiness, his faithfulness, enduring. Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 says, The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. In this season of thanksgiving, I'm especially thankful for my God who is enduring, who does not grow weary, who does not grow weary with me, who does not grow weary when I grow weary. He doesn't faint. He doesn't faint when I faint. He continues to pursue me. He continues to weave all the threads of my life together to make a beautiful tapestry, his creation and his unique work of art. The psalmist says in Psalm 118.1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Thank you, Jill. Thank you. Thanks, Lord. Appreciate you, man. You can see why God arranged and ordered their steps. And, you know, it takes a lot of courage to get up and talk, as they mentioned. But it takes even more courage to speak about the honest struggles of life. And I'm so proud of Scott and Jill and uh, what God is doing. I'm asking Scott and Patrice to come on up here real quick. I want you to hear one more story before we close today. And uh, really not a story, but uh, as much, although it'll be a little bit of a story, but really a reason to be thankful. And um, so, you know, I, you can really see a theme that God is doing of, of really through our pain and even in our pain, um, still giving him thanks. And this is Scott and Patrice Smith. Step up right there. Big step. Awesome, man. And uh, we've known them for about a year, but actually we go way back because they were at our church in Atlanta uh, years ago. And uh, so, man, Scott and Patrice, why don't you give it up for them? And I know Scott's going to share a few things this morning. Uh, like Scott and Jill, we're not really uh, good at public speaking as well. And uh, well, their act is kind of going to be hard to follow. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, I have a hard time telling Todd no. <laughs> I feel like when he asked me to do something, it's the Lord asking me to do something. Oh, boy, that's and, dangerous. Uh, <laughs> you use that against me. But, uh, but we, uh, we, both, uh, we both found our faith early in, in, in life. We, uh, uh, I was uh, in a Southern Baptist Church, Shady Grove Baptist Church. I was uh, baptized when I was like 11 years old. Uh, my parents were wonderful parents. And, and uh, uh, you know, I found the Lord early. My faith was built uh, strongly. Patrice, uh, she was brought up in Catholic. Uh, home and her faith was there as well early on but uh, I'd say both of us in our early 20s probably straight off uh, our paths a little bit and uh, we didn't we did we weren't you know the Lord had us we were saved we we know that but we we weren't living the way we should have been living we, we probably uh, weren't a good influence for for other Christians and believers we weren't attending church and, and whatnot both of us uh, had two failed marriages, uh, similar to Scott. We both, both of us went through two divorces. And uh, the good thing about uh, the, the second divorce of Patrice's is uh, that guy moved her from California to Georgia. And that wouldn't have, <laughs> we'd, we'd have never met if, if that, that hadn't taken place. So we, we ended up, I was uh, just getting through my second divorce and uh, happened to meet her at work. And uh, she was uh, just an inspiration. We were very good friends uh, to begin with. She gave me some good advice. She had been through it, and I'd been through it, and 
and we just kind of leaned on one another, uh, ended up getting married uh, and uh, kind of getting back on our path a little bit. We, uh, we, after we got married, we, we, we bought a house, uh, and we moved from one town to another, from Woodstock to Kennesaw, and as we were making the move, we kept passing this, this building that was, uh, we put all our stuff in storage, so we'd, we'd make the, all these trips back and forth, but we kept seeing a, a building going up, and, and we always wondered, we said, you know, I wonder what that's going to be, I wonder what that's going to be. Come to find out, it was North Star, the church that Todd and Cynthia attended for, for many, many years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and a wonderful church, Patrice and I. Uh, said let's let's start going to church and, and doing what God wants us to do. So after attending the church for a while, sitting on the back row and, and just kind of listening to the message and and whatnot, we were convicted to start doing what North Star in this church does as well. Very outreach in the community, very uh, uh, hospitality uh, oriented team. They you, you meet in the parking lot. Your your experience at church fit, starts in the parking lot at the front door when the guy hands you the bulletin and whatnot. And uh, we just built our faith there. We started joining life groups. We got involved in a lot of different things in the community through North Star. Cynthia was on stage back then with praise and worship team. Uh, and Todd was kind of behind the scenes back then. But uh, we knew them. And, and uh, after they left to go to New York, our pastor kind of kept us uh, informed and updated on what they were doing and where they were going. First uh, to New York, of course. And for a few years and then when they moved to Hilton Head he he kept us informed on that move as well and Patrice and I uh, decided to buy some land down here and retire down here a couple of years ago we bought a lot out in Hardyville uh, in Hilton Head Lakes and uh, we 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 knew uh, that we uh, once she retired I'd retired a little earlier than her because my my dad was sick and I, I I helped take care of him but we both worked at Lockheed so we were covered pretty much on health insurance and whatnot through her but anyway, she, she and I both knew that this is where we wanted to retire. We had vacationed here a few few times, and we just know we love this island, this beautiful island. So we decided to, to buy our lot. When she retired, we, we went ahead and, and sold our house, moved down here, and we lived on uh, the beach for four months because our house wasn't built yet. Down here on South Forest Beach, Seaside Villas, a little 500-square-foot villa, and just loved it. And we knew that we were going to come find this church because we knew Todd and Cynthia were here through, through our old church. So we came here our first, uh, first visit, and, man, it was just uh, it was awesome. Todd Cooper met us at the front door, and then right after that met Todd and told him what you know about <laughs> the North Star connection there. And, and just uh, that, that service was one of the ones where they had the brunch in between services. Mm-hmm. So that was an awesome message, as always, to, from Todd and them. Went back and just the, the, the people we met there were so inviting and warm and, and just, just we just felt the Holy Spirit here, you know. You know how you feel when you know you're in the right place and you're doing the right thing. That's kind of the feeling we got that very, that very first time we came here. We kind of figured that once we moved out to our house in Hardyville that we might, might change uh, churches out mm-hmm. to, to the low country, but, but that wasn't what God planned for us. We, we, we definitely, this was our church home. We'd make that 25-mile drive back and forth how many ever times we needed to, to serve the Lord. And since then, we've, we've, uh, we've joined many. We've involved in a couple of groups, uh, go to the men's prayer breakfast. It's just awesome. It's, it's man, those guys uh, just, uh, 
uh, you know, men need to come together like that, I believe, and, and just hold one another accountable and pray for one another and just to build one another up, and that's, that's what we do there. And then Patrice uh, goes to Cynthia's uh, Bible luncheon every week, and, and we just couldn't be happier with this church, and we just, we're just so grateful that uh, God gave Todd and Cynthia the vision to come here to start this church on this beautiful, beautiful island. So I take it you're thankful for your church. I, evidently <laughs> I am, yes. Scott, Patrice, oh, you want something? I just wanted to say that um, in addition to the church, being a part of a small group, if you haven't already done so, this isn't, mm. it is huge, and, mm. and it's meant a lot mm. to, to us. Beyond the fact that you meet people that you traditionally don't meet, and you come together as a unity, and when things mm. turn, um, you know, I call it a bucket. Sometimes uh, we're in the bucket of life, and, and things just aren't going the way that you were hoping they would, and life happens. Um, the small group comes around you and supports you in ways that, that uh, you just can't even imagine. So if any of you are struggling to try and plug in, that was huge for us. Awesome. Thank you. Why don't you give it up for Scott and Patrice Smith, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. They're an example of how to get involved in a church, and even though they have to get their passports out every week to get across the bridge and pack their bags, I'm just kidding. They started a small group themselves out there, and, uh, man, God's using you guys in a mighty way. Serve those around you. Share your stories. And then my last encouragement to you is to sing. And, you know, we as people, we get all excited about our teams and our sports and our things that we are interested in. And uh, we sometimes forget um, that our job is not to worship those things. I'm guilty of that as well. Our job is to worship the Lord, our God. Uh, Isaiah 12, 4, and here's where we'll end. It says, and you will say in that day, give thanks to the Lord and call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Proclaim that his name is is exalted and that's what we do when we gather here but I want to encourage you to proclaim his name this Thanksgiving those early Americans they gave thanks for the plenty and they gave thanks for the loss and I realize that there are some of you who are here today and you've had loss you've had loss it might be a life circumstance like Scott and Patrice talked about it might be the loss of a loved one I know that we lost a loved one this year and Cynthia's daddy and um, it's difficult. Lost my mom a few years ago. It's difficult to give thanks when you've had loss. Maybe you've lost a job. Maybe you've lost financially. I want to encourage you. You can't conjure up Thanksgiving yourself. You can't do it alone. Focus on serving. Focus on sharing your story. Focus on giving him praise and singing, which is what we're going to do right now. So would you bow your head as we uh, pray? And uh, we're going to sing a few more songs before we leave to enter this Thanksgiving week. Father God, I thank you so much for Jesus, your son, who you sent to this earth to die on a cross. So that one day, those of us who accept him as our savior. So that one day, those of us who accept him as our savior and give our lives to you and receive him can have eternal life with you. God, I thank you so much for that greatest gift of Jesus. And God, if there's nothing else, that's reason to give you thanks, and that's reason to give you praise. But right now, I pray that you would be with each of us in this room who over the last year have suffered loss. And God, there is want 
in our lives. God, I pray that you would help us to reorient our mindset and our hearts to you and reorient the fact that all, as your word says, every gift comes from above. And God, that includes those things that we gain and those things that we lose. God, I pray that you would be honored by our praise, that you would be honored by our thanks this week. God, in the midst of this season, in the midst of the busyness and the craziness of it, God, I pray that we would be people who are grateful, that we would have gratitude, that we would express thanksgiving to you. And God, I pray that we would do it with joyful hearts. There are so many reasons that we have to give thanks. And God, we just want to give you thanks right now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Would you stand with us? We cannot count the ways we are blessed and grateful today. So let's sing to our God and tell him. Bless the Lord of my soul, oh my soul, worship his holy name, sing like never before, oh my soul, I worship your The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning, it's time to sing your song. 